all know as riders that we have a responsibility to ourselves and to our horse to carry ourselves in the saddle. It's very important. Things tend to not work when we stop carrying ourselves. However, horse riding is a team sport, which means your horse has that same responsibility. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world to help get you focused and also get you moving and making progress on your riding with your horse. What does progress look like? Well, progress for me is having better conversations, better communication, both in and out of the saddle, that you know what you're supposed to be doing in order to move things forward, but not only that, why you're actually doing it, and because of that, being able to go and explain it to your horse in a way that he can understand and that you can both work on and well feel happy and confident about each and every time you ride. So for years I've seen how riders, they get so excited at the beginning and initially with the horse and then over time that excitement, well it just kind of evaporates a little bit, doesn't it? And it becomes the endless circle over and over and over, progress stops and at the end of the day horse riding becomes something that is more of a chore as opposed to a priority in their life and my goal is to make horse riding back to being one of the top priorities in your life but not only that to inspire you to actually get out there and do your level best to have better conversations with your horse conversations where you're both understanding what's going on and that you can well move forward together and feel happy about it and on that together note you know I mentioned at the start that it is a team sport it really is yourself and your horse and you're the team leader so maybe you do have a slightly greater responsibility of things going forward however your horse needs to also come to the table and come to I suppose the party with you and he has to pull his own weight and what does that look like well today we're talking about self carriage when it comes to your horse and what he is doing in the saddle now for a lot of riders self-carriage is uh it's a non-starter because a lot of riders just want to control things in the saddle but self-carriage actually means that you are stepping back a little bit you're taking it you're taking a a kind of a, a back seat and you're allowing him to rather think for himself and that is vitally important to have a good, well-balanced and safe horse that he's able to think and he's able to make decisions for himself, okay? But part of that comes down to confidence. And if you think about it, if there's somebody there looking over your shoulder all the time, almost waiting for you to make a mistake and and before you can do anything, they jump in and they're like, oh, and make sure you do it this way. Oh, just be careful there. You don't feel very confident, do you? You might feel irritated, but you're certainly not feeling confident because clearly that person has no confidence in you and your skill set, okay? Well, your horse feels the same way. And yet as riders, we do want to micromanage. We want to all the time be there. Our aids are on all the time. Ooh, look, he might fall here. Ooh, we're falling out, falling in, da, da, da. Self-carriage with your horse is basically him having the confidence to do something and then to carry himself on through it. Now, from the rider's perspective, true self-carriage is you ask him to do something, he continues on and does it until you then step back in and ask him to do something else, okay? 
That is the aim of the game. That is where we eventually want to go to, but that rarely happens at the beginning. At the beginning, it comes with these little kind of bits and bobs. They're almost like you're taking the training wheels off a bicycle or the stabilizers off a bicycle, and you're just kind of encouraging him to start taking those few steps or those few little rides by himself, okay? Now, what's important with self-carriage is to understand first and foremost how the horse uses his head and neck if he was to carry himself okay so how this was explained to me years and years ago was we were kind of taken off our ponies our hands were very loosely tied behind our backs and we were told to jump a fence a little jump a pole on the ground okay as children uh, on our own two feet and in doing so it became very evident very quickly how we would use our hands and arms to balance ourselves so if you think about somebody walking across a pole or a beam or something like that it's the same kind of a principle applies now your horse uses his head and neck in a very similar fashion okay and when you get riders who are a little bit too controlling bringing it back to this whole needing to control everything they tend to control too much through the reins or they tend to want to control too much through the reins now whether they're actually controlling anything or not is a whole other debate isn't it but they tend to want to and in doing so the horse can never truly balance themselves using their head and neck is how we want okay so your horse needs to learn to balance himself he needs to be allowed to balance himself and then also to develop those muscles in order for his head and neck to basically lighten in order to really truly balance himself now before you get all upset with me okay you're probably thinking hold on Lorna self-carriage comes from the back end oh it does but you need to also understand why you are not hugging on to everything and holding on to everything at the front end in order to facilitate can we say that self-carriage in your horse so if you think of riding and you think of the contact and the connection I'm not saying contact connection is a bad thing by the way if you think of it you could have and if we put it in real basic layman terms you could have a positive contact or you could have a negative one okay now the positive one would be like holding somebody's hand that you enjoy and that you're going for a walk together the negative one would be somebody dragging you on the walk or you having to drag the other person along on the walk you're still holding their hand you're, you're holding hands but well, it's not that enjoyable anymore, is it? No, okay? And that is what I want you to start thinking about your contact and connection from the rain point of view as being. It has to be something that you're mutually agreeing to and that you're mutually deciding to move forward together with, okay? You're not pulling each other. You, you're not, you definitely are not pulling things and he's not pulling things. Think of it. If you pull things, what ends up happening? Well, you get a little bit, it's almost like a backward rain aid. You're using your hands are going to come back. Your elbow is going to come back, okay? Think about your horse pulling. What's going to happen? He's going to get heavy. So it's not enjoyable for either one of you to have that. So self-carriage, when we're talking about the horse, is where you are allowing him to then carry himself, okay? Now, all that being said and done, sometimes when we begin to start asking for self-carriage, and remember, this is something that has to be developed. Um, your horse is not going to suddenly overnight decide he can carry himself, okay? Um, it has to be developed because, yes, he might be in the field frolicking and enjoying himself and displaying beautiful self-carriage. However, 
you are on his back when we're riding. So he has to start to figure things out in his head and then physically. And then I would even say more emotionally as well to have the confidence to do it. Okay. He has to figure things out with you on his back and learn to start to balance himself with you on his back. And that's where I want to kind of lead this to today. The whole kind of concept that self-carriage is balance. Okay. So again, bringing it back to what we are looking for as a rider. We ask something, and maybe you could use that asking, your half hold, for example, beforehand, to rebalance, okay? So you've you've balanced things up, now you're asking him to do something, he then does it, and he will continue to remain in balance doing that thing until you then jump back in and say, okay... I can rebalance again and we're going to now ask for something else. We're going to change what we're doing and again he would then continue on. Does that make sense? Okay. This cannot happen if you are not balanced and if you are not independent in the seat. Okay. So sometimes you'll see that you'll have a beautifully balanced horse and you put a rider who's not that balanced and over time it all kind of falls apart. And again, this comes back to your responsibility as the team leader. You do have a responsibility towards your horse to balance yourself as best you can in the saddle and to work on your individual, um, can we say, uh, failings and make them better or improve them, okay, maybe the things that you're not so hot on, um, in order to really get that lovely balance um, happening with you in the saddle, okay? Because when you do start to really ask for self-carriage then, I mentioned uh, earlier that it has to come from behind. So you are going to have that energy. And rather than being afraid of that energy, I want you to think about harnessing it. Now, for a lot of riders, the actual the first time that they'll really experience self-carriage when they're in the saddle is outside of the arena. So perhaps it's on the trail and maybe it's the horse gets a little bit spooky. And instead of kind of trying to lock down that energy, we all know what happens then. Um, it's like trying to, it's like a, a boiling pot trying to push a, a, a lid down onto it and keep it all inside. It's not going to work, okay? Um, but instead of doing that, what you should rather do is try and harness that energy in order to get the self-carriage. And in doing so, first of all, you're kind of can we say even distracting your horse from whatever he's a little bit spooky about but secondly he and you get the feeling of what self-carriage really is when it is worked correctly in the saddle okay now I want you to also today as you're working with your horse start to focus on the fact that each time he becomes unbalanced that is where you're going to go in and you're going to fix things but You are going to try and let him, as much as possible, you're going to facilitate him in continuing forward on his own before you jump in and start fixing, okay? Remember, doing things with the person over your shoulder, constantly watching, waiting for you to make a mistake is not enjoyable for anybody, okay? You or your horse. So I want you to think about that today when you're in the saddle, and I want you then to start thinking of how you can through your riding first of all become more independent and more balanced yourself and then secondly look for opportunities where you can allow your horse to do the same as well now obviously when we talk about self-carriage there's a lot of different exercises and everything that have to go in it's not something that just goes ding and there we go woohoo we made it eh it is a process and it is a long process and but i think 
Today I really wanted to touch on the more the mindset around it from the point of view that you don't have to control everything, you shouldn't control everything, and that it's a team, it's a partnership. And yes, you can lead, but you don't need to control. It's almost like you're delegating to your horse and then he can run with that. But the only way to successfully delegate is to set up a system that he can work within and not only that, that can he can be successful within. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that for today. If you want uh, to do something kind of fun with your horse um, over the weekend, you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash halt. There is a free training there um, that I will send you and you can listen to it in the saddle. Have a great week. Keep well. I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.